It's time to get in the zone. The Fantasy Football Zone. Hey guys, where else would you rather be? Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at DraftThatGuy. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. This is the Fantasy Football Zone. And welcome back in Fantasy Football Zone. I mean, this is prime time. This is why we play it. This is exciting time. Playoffs are right here. Jake Latarski, rotowire.com, our expert to help us get everyone in the playoffs. Well, that can't be possible, but we're going to do our best this week, right? Yeah, hopefully uh, we've given you some advice to at least get you in a spot to be within striking distance this week. I mean, it's do or die week 14 Again, because of the new season, we haven't seen this before. Unfortunately, there are four teams on by that we're going to have to navigate to. Uh, some of the waiver wire pickups that would have otherwise been great ads ahead of this week are are now are, are now moot because, you know, what good is adding a player if, if you're out of the playoffs? So uh, we'll keep that in mind in the waiver wire section here. And, yeah. you know, whether it's playoffs, whether it's uh, you're trying to get a first round buy that's massive for, you know, for a lot of people or whether you're still fighting for a points championship. I've got one league where the top three are within 15 fantasy points of each other. So there's going to be some payouts determined, you know, with or without playoff seating. So a lot going on this week, and hopefully we can help you out. Well, let's recap some of the performances uh, from uh, week 13 and uh, some welcome backs for some players like George Kittle. Where have you been all season? I know he's been hurt a little bit, but he had a went off big performance. Uh, You know, Dennis Goddard as well. Big touch. I mean, I guess it was tight end week. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs, I listed too. He continued a consistency that we haven't seen from him so far this season. So some welcome performances in week 13. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a couple of top five tight ends for next year and, and beyond. You know, Goddard has his extension now and he's uh, and, and he doesn't have to worry about Earth so much anymore. So you've got, uh, you know, some good outlooks for both of those players throughout the rest of the fantasy playoffs. Jacobs, too. I mean, you know, he looked pretty good running the ball, and, and, and Kenyon Drake is not out for the season, uh, you know, in L.A., so uh, it could be the Jacobs show. If he can just manage to stay healthy, uh, you know, for a couple weeks in a row uh, for once here, that could be good. Uh, I'll add Kyler Murray to the list, yep. throwing two pa- rushing touchdowns. He's been a monster. Uh, T. Higgins is a guy that uh, wow. teams are starting to figure out how to cover Jamar Chase. You know, they're using that cloud coverage on him, and uh, it's it's one of the same things that opposing uh, coaches did to him in college a couple years ago. So uh, T. Higgins is one of the highest-graded receivers over the last couple of weeks, and he's been awesome. And, hey, even Miles Sanders looked great in his return, but unfortunately <laughs> – you he know, re-injured his yeah. ankle. He's had those ankle troubles, and he's on bye this week. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll look at a couple of backfields to help you deal with those, you know, in a bit. But, yeah, overall, there's some definitely some good signs for a handful of players heading into the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, so there were some really good performances last week, and then there was the Monday night game. Um, the Patriots offense set fantasy football back about 75 years. Uh, three <laughs> passes the whole game. Um, 90% run game plan. And, you know, Bill Belichick loved every minute of it because it was a team victory. So, I mean, it was good, good for their team, not for your fantasy Mm -hmm. team. Yeah, absolutely. I think Bill said afterwards that he didn't want to show any of the passing plays so they can save them all for their rematch in a couple of weeks. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but no, I think that was the fewest pass attempts in a victory since like 1974. Just, uh, (laughs) just absolutely crazy here. Um, you know, and bad fantasy beats too. Uh, you know, one of the one of the most uh, the worst ones brought to my attention was someone needed three fantasy points out of Mac Jones and Jacoby Myers to get oh. the win. Oh man, can you imagine losing that? You think it's in the bag, even yes. with the weather. You know, you get them a catch or two, and you're there, and that is just not the case. But 
Uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, we can take away from that. They both look good. I think uh, Stevenson's kind of out of that rookie doghouse. He's only 61% rostered on Yahoo, and maybe he even gets dropped a little bit more on the buy. But if you have a bench spot, that should be one of the first looks on the waiver wire this week, especially because Damian Harris came up limp with a hamstring injury in the first yeah. half. They put him back out there. He could have broke one, but he clearly came out limp again. I didn't understand that. But uh, it was amazing to see that what that Patriots run game could do when Buffalo absolutely knew they were running the ball. Still open <laughs> yeah. things up moving forward. And then, I mean, not a great fantasy game for Josh Allen either. But, man, can he sling that ball right into the wind? Yeah. I don't think many humans on the planet uh, can do that. So, um, you know, he actually impressed me despite only scoring like a dozen fantasy points. So he'll be fine the rest of the season. You know, just a just a tough break with the weather and something that you don't know setting your lineups necessarily uh, that earlier in the week. So, you know, you had to take your lumps and and we just move forward from it. And that's the other big unknown factor, especially when we get to fantasy playoffs. I remember a game, uh, it was, oh God, it had to be about 10 years ago or maybe longer when Kurt Warner was still the quarterback of the Cardinals and they went to play New England and it was the fantasy championship round because the weather was just so terrible and everything. They couldn't throw the ball. So I, I was the benefit beneficiary of that game because I was going against Warner and I thought, well, he's going to put up 20 points. So no, he only had like 90 yards passing in the whole game. And I mean, that's the other great unknown all this. We can we can schedule yeah. everything out. We can look and we think, yep, for sure, he's going to get me this many, many points. Mm-hmm. And then the elements come in and they just throw everything out of whack this time of year. Yeah. I, I want to say on that, like, you know, I've been doing this for a bunch of years now and following the weather and it can go both ways. Uh, believe it or not. So I, I'm one to, I probably react less to that than most granted Monday night. Uh, the winds were the huge effect, right? Yeah. Um, you know, 30 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour gust. One side of the field was almost completely unusable. Um, but sometimes I see people out there overreacting to maybe a little bit of snow yeah. and that kind of thing. I don't worry about that because there's a Tom Brady game a couple of years ago with the yes. Patriots yeah. where a lot of people pulled them from their lineups because they expected a snowstorm, but guess what? Defensive backslip in that kind of weather too. And that allows for some easy kind of walk-in touchdowns. If you just got to beat one man, your DB slips, guess what? You're there. So there can be big games out there. You know, there's no surefire rule. You have to look at each situation individually. Of course, Monday night uh, was a terrible, horrible situation here. But if you're, you know, if you're 20 degrees with a couple inches of snow expected, that's not a death sentence Mm -hmm. for fantasy by any means. All right. So we did touch on a little bit earlier, but again, a lot of eyes again this week. Key players, running back one, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. You need him this time of year. He's been a main force, cog in your team. You can't use him this week. So, I mean, that's a big one gone amongst others as well. What are some situations to look at if you need help this week because you've been riding this horse and now all of a sudden the bye week comes and you're like, oh, i yeah. got to go somewhere else. Yeah, so four teams on by, of course, in addition to JT. You know, you've got a kind of fringy flex guy in Gaskin and the Dolphins. You know, the Pats guys we just talked about kind of breaking out Stevenson. They're on by. We can't play Eagles roulette, backfield roulette this week because they're also on by. Yeah. So you have to look at a couple. Um, one of the first teams I take a look at, believe it or not, is Tennessee, who is, you know, mm-hmm. so many offensive options have been, you know, IR, not 100% banged up, of course, with, you know, the number one being Derrick Henry here and I actually think they have a real nice matchup I mean they have a real nice matchup against Jacksonville this week and when we did our waiver wire show yesterday both Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hillard were only 41 percent rostered in Yahoo League so I think the first name you have to look at 
arguably uh, among the whole waiver wire this week is Deontay Foreman because, uh, you know, this Titans offense and the backs usage is going to be dependent on game flow. And I see a pretty favorable game script against Jacksonville, which mean a lot more Foreman work. Now, in games down the stretch when they get behind, you know, Hillard is probably worth a roster spot in PPR leagues at least because I think he'll be the late down back a little bit more often than Foreman. So that's one backfield to look at. The other one is, uh, you know, we have to play the San Francisco game again, right? Yes. Uh, the only the last man standing the only, who only had a, it was either one snap or one touch, I remember, was Jermichael Hasty. He was the only one to escape healthy. Elijah Mitchell's in concussion protocol. Uh, Jeff Wilson left with a knee injury. There's a few more, you know, you know Sermon and, yeah. and such are, are on IR. I mean, it, it's really messy there, but their chances are there'll be one last man standing heading into game time that you might be able to flex this week and, and hope for the best. And then, of course, again, you play games with the Texans offense, you tend to get burned a little bit, but uh, David Johnson, if he, yes. um, if, if he's hurt again, he missed with an illness mm-hmm. and he has a thigh injury. Uh, and they pretty much had Rex Burkhead as the guy. Well, until the fourth quarter when it was already a blowout. I mean, mm-hmm. it'll be Davis Mills in Houston this week. It looks like, um, we, we don't know for sure yet, but, uh, either way, if they can keep it even remotely competitive, Rex Burkhead is a pretty safe eight to 10 point flex play. You know, if you have to get there, uh, in the running backs, it was actually a lot bigger week on the waiver wire for receivers than running backs. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, and, you know, with that, uh, you know, that situation, I mean, I was looking for some running back help, and I saw David Johnson out there. I'm like, okay, what? he's out there. He's a starting running back, in quotations. What's the deal? And I remembered, yeah, he he missed the game, but then, like you just said, Burkhead did, <laughs> took a lion's share of the snap. So, again, you see the name, and you're thinking, oh, well, that might work this week, but then you look into the numbers like he just told us. Yeah. You might want to stay away from that situation. Yeah, I mean, through three quarters, Burkhead was the clear leader. And then the fourth quarter, they're down by, what, 30 points yes. against the Colts in the fourth quarter. Then they then they threw Royce Freeman in. But, uh, you know, while, while the game stays somewhat competitive, I imagine Burkhead would still be the guy there. Now, again, you're you're buying opportunity. Yes. And, you know, maybe if he finds the end zone once, we, we talk about his fantasy day a whole lot differently. But Burkhead was – he took eight of the team's 13 overall carries, a couple of targets. You know, he is – he has been, uh, you know, shown to be able to pass catch uh, a good amount, you know, in the past. So, again, you know, these guys, it's a really, really difficult week for running backs. So maybe you watch, uh, I mean, you, maybe you watch the injury report and take a gamble, too. I know Joe Mixon came out a little banged up, so P. Yeah. Ryan could find himself in a similar situation. Um, you know, Austin Eckler was a little banged up, but he seems like he's going to be okay. That's one that's really crazy to mess with is Justin Jackson was the, the, the leader behind him last week, but we don't really know. You could play roulette with the uh, with the, with the uh, Seahawks backfield too, yeah. but uh, I'm not really messing around with that. There are five players that could legitimately be active and get carries in that backfield. All right, so it's time to, uh, I guess, get a little panic button down the stretch. Uh, who are we looking at where it's like, ooh, uh, we need you to show up, but it's not looking good. Mm-hmm. Well, the moral of the story I want to have with this segment or the big takeaway is that you don't necessarily have to start a running back just because you use the first round pick on. Him. Okay. And my example here is Saquon Barkley and this Giants <laughs> offense here. Um, I, you know, you panic on, on Barkley, but I panic mostly on all of the receivers here as well because it's going to be rough. It's going to be tough sledding this week. Daniel Jones, he's already going to be out again. Mike Glennon, 
as uh, as an injury that seems like it's going to take him out, but you know, not hundred hundred percent sure. But what, whether it's Glennon or whether they turn to twenty twenty fifth round pick Jake Fromm, who hasn't played a single snap in the NFL yet, this offense is going to be messy. And I know on paper you typically look at the Chargers and uh, you know they they take away they defend their secondary is excellent. They defend really well against opposing quarterbacks and opposing wide receivers. Not so much against running backs and tight ends, but I don't think those numbers really matter this week, given the situation, you know, not only that, the top three receivers on the giants, Galladay, Shepard, and Tony all carry a questionable tag in here. So it's possible you could see a game with Darius Slayton, John Ross and Evan Ingram mm -hmm. as the top pass catchers here. And it just, they're, they're down their offensive coordinator, a whole new offensive coordinator, yeah. you know, with a guy that's never played a snap in the NFL. I can't trust anybody on that offense. So, you know, some people might see the matchup on paper and see how many points the Chargers have given up to running backs and think maybe Saquon, but I might be looking at your other options this week. It's do or die here. And can you really afford to start a guy who hasn't gotten double digit scoring in standard leagues since week four? Uh, you know, just because you use that first round pick on him doesn't mean uh, he necessarily needs to be locked into your lineup. I just got to ask you a question. Giants offense. It's got to be one of the most disappointing teams coming in because you know, you, I know Saquon was coming off an injury, but you're thinking, okay, if he can rebound, they're going to do pretty good there. They bring in Galladay on the free agent you know, level. They give mm -hmm. him the money, and you thought, okay, if he stays healthy, he's going to do good. And then Sterling Shepard, the other wide receivers as well. We saw Tony and, you know, nice rookie that mm -hmm. he threw in there, and you thought, with Daniel Jones, some of these guys might pan out, and this offense is just complete trash. I mean, there's no one you can rely mm -hmm. on, and, uh, I mean – this this got to be one of the worst offenses in the league. And for fantasy, it's killing some people. Yeah, definitely killing people. I mean, Daniel Jones didn't take the step forward, you know, that many people expected yeah. to. He's shown flashes in the past. He can have good games. He didn't take the step forward. I don't know if he deserves an, the entirety of the blame for mm -hmm. that. I'm sure Jason Garrett gets, gets some, a few, maybe the next head coach of the Bears, fingers crossed, guys, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Jason Garrett, uh, yeah, he gets, uh, he, he probably gets quite a bit of the blame for that too, but the whole situation is just it's it's a big mess here. And uh, like I said, that's that's going to hurt Saquon this week. And you might be looking at your at your other option. I mean, I would even make an argument. You know, I mentioned Deontay Foreman against Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. That decision is a whole lot closer than a lot of people think. Uh, you know, I'm not going to make a call on that now because that could, that could easily burn <laughs> me. But, I mean, the decisions like that are just they're closer than people think here. You don't need to be married to Saquon. All right, waiver wire again. If you need a little help uh, this weekend, uh, who are some of the players that aren't heavily rostered? That could help you out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I hinted that it was a big week for receivers on our waiver wire, and that was definitely the focus of our show here. Uh, the first name I have to look at is uh, is got to be Devonte Parker, although he was fifty two percent rostered here. And of course, the other problem is you get the Dolphins on a bye. Yeah, so that's more of a bolster your bench if you can. But as far as guys that can help you this week. I mean, Russell Gage, look, I mean, he's he gets a crazy amount of targets. He, he gets a pretty tough matchup this week, but uh, the volume there you can't lie with. And the other one who I think uh, has a more sustainable sustainable ceiling, you know, in, in the short term and for the rest of the fantasy playoffs is K.J. Osborne from the Vikings here. Now, Adam Thielen's likely missing a, a few weeks. He's He might come back at some point this season, but he's going to miss a few weeks with that ankle injury. And the snap share you saw immediately, K.J. Osborne came up and um, mm -hmm. and took on, you know, pretty much Thielen's role, saw a season high in snap count there. And uh, Thielen's 
I think his usage kind of gets split between a couple guys. Most of the volumes and the receptions, of course, Jefferson gets a boost, but KJ Osborne falls in there. You know, he had a couple big fantasy games early on. He was kind of a, a, a waiver wire feature like around week two and then kind of fell off kind of back in the wide receiver three territory. But in that same vein, you have to mention Conklin as well. If you need an emergency streaming tight end, uh, I think you could see another red zone look or two because cousins loved going to Adam Thielen in the red zone there. And yeah. uh, a couple deep flyers. I mean, we saw Amon Russ St. Brown uh, from the Lions get his first touchdown of the year, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, in a game where in the in the off game where Goff actually played kind of all right. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a fourth and long in the goal line situation. I don't know if you can count on the touchdown. I don't know if we'd be talking about him in the same way. Mm-hmm. And he gets a real tough matchup against Denver this week. So I'm a little hesitant on that one. I mean, if you search, if you Google waiver wire pickups, he's going to come up on just about all the lists. But, yes. uh, but, but you maybe want to exercise a little bit caution. I mean, Denver's a top 10 defense against receivers. And, yeah, I'm not banking on more touchdowns here. And if maybe Keenan Allen uh, yes. is, uh, yeah. is unable to get his two uh, – his two negative tests within 24 hours. There's still a chance right now he plays. It could be a Jalen Guyton week, possibly. He was third on the team in snap share. Uh, he picked up four targets, you know, not, not a ton of volume, but he's a deep ball guy. He could maybe hit a home run for you, you know, if you needed it. I mean, Mike Williams gets a boost. The tight ends gets a boost. I mean, Josh Palmer is the other option, you know, for, for Elliott receiver and Herbert threw a ball up in that game that I remember as a, as someone who has Herbert in four leagues, this was incredibly frustrating. He <laughs> threw a ball up that Palmer had in his hands and the defensive back just took away from him on the way down. It was entirely Palmer's fault. Not at all Herbert's fault. Uh, so I don't know if Herbert will go back to him. Jalen Guyton's his guy. Uh, you know, maybe in some short targets, but also a possible deep threat. You know, you throw so many quick slants, maybe sneak a slant and go in there, and uh, and you're off to the races here. So a couple of darts maybe this week uh, worth taking a look at. All right, let's get into some studs and duds for this week. We'll start off at the running back position. Uh, who do you think's a stud this week? I mean, how can you not say Javante Williams with or without Melvin Gordon back? They get the Lions, and we finally saw what Javante Williams was able to do uh, you know, with a with the backfield being his own uh, from, you know, in a losing effort from both the running the ball and catching the ball standpoint, you know, with or without Melvin Gordon back against the Lions. Uh, this guy's a stud. You got to love him. We have him ranked as RB5 overall this week. So uh, he's the guy that you'd bank on a good performance here. And uh, I'm sure his daily fantasy price will change and increase a little bit. But I still think you'll be able to find some value there because I don't think he'll be priced like an RB5. All right, you like a rookie. I like a rookie, too, this week. I'm going to go with Chuba Hubbard. Um, I think that matchup against the Falcons, they rank uh, 28th against the run. They're giving up about uh, 26 fantasy points to running backs, and uh, they're coming off a bye week, so I'll go with Hubbard in this matchup. Yeah, I, I love Hubbard the rest of the week, but, uh, you know, fun anecdote. Uh, I actually traded him in a league that didn't have a late, that, that did, had a pretty late, late trade deadline. I was happy to unload him, or maybe if you can after this week, because his fantasy playoff schedule is brutal. He's got <laughs> Buffalo, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay if you play week 18. So you got to love him this week against Atlanta. He'll have a great game, but. Uh, you know, I don't think he's locked in as an RB2 the rest of the season after that in your fantasy playoffs. So he could help you get in, but he won't help you win. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Dud running back. Uh, who do you look at this week? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be too obvious with this, but 
don't chase the Adrian Peterson touchdown in the box <laughs> score. You can't do that. Like I said, Alex Collins will be back. They've got Penny. They've got Homer, you know, and, and, and DJ Dallas. I mean, like I said, there are five players that could be active at running back and all get touches this week. And, you know, outside of his one yard per or one and a half yard per carry average, you know, you don't chase Adrian Peterson. The other one, who I purposely didn't mention in the uh, running back section is, you know, a lot of people like Ty Johnson uh, for the Jets, but it was Tevin Coleman who came out, got most of the snaps, most of the carries last week. I don't think you can count on a repeat performance against the Saints at all this week. So a couple of guys who maybe you see box scores and think you might want to pick up, you know, you j- just don't do it and save yourself the trouble. Uh, the guy I'm going to go with, he's been on quite the hot streak. It's in the Monday night matchup. I'm going to go as James Conner as the dud this week, though. Yes, he's had Ooh, okay. he's had a TD in six straight games. I understand that. But with Chase Edmonds potentially getting off the IR list and uh, coming in there, I think that might open things up because I think that offense, I mean, they played good with Conner just the way they did, just grinding out games when Kyler was out. But I think they want to start opening this thing up a bit, and Connor obviously kind of slows it down a little bit. So I think that's going to be play. He's going to have some touches taken away. And let's face it, that Rams defense has got to eventually show up, and I think this might be where they take away the run option for Arizona on uh, Mm -hmm. Monday night. So I don't like Connor too much in this matchup. Yeah, I can definitely understand the hesitancy with him, but the one thing that I will say about that is week four against the Rams. Uh, Connor played with Chase Edmonds in the mix, and Connor ended up scoring two touchdowns. He had also scored two touchdowns the week before in week three against the Jags with Edmonds in the mix. So um, while I agree there'll be less touches for Connor, there's no way around that. I wouldn't quite call him an automatic bench in fantasy. You yeah. might want to keep rolling him out there just to be safe. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, you're evaluating all your options every other week, and he'll absolutely lose touches. And it is a tougher run D on paper. I mean, he's got to go against Aaron Donald. So, uh, you know, that, you know, that's never friendly for running backs here. And and usually, you know, James Connor is the guy going straight at Aaron Donald and yes. not trying to run around him on the outside here. So uh, I, I definitely see the logic there. But uh not an auto bench. You know, you no. always got to be evaluating your team. Yep. All right, stud quarterback, who you got this week? I'm taking a bounce back from Dak Prescott. He didn't have a great, um, you know, I, I keep going I keep going back to Dak this this year. And, uh, I, I mean, his receivers are starting to get healthy. We saw more, uh, more action there. You know, he didn't have a, such a great Thursday night game, like I said, with the short week. But he's got the Washington football team two out of the next three weeks with the game against the Giants sandwiched in between. Um, I mean, just then the Washington football team is ranked dead last in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks here. So not only this week, but moving forward here, it wouldn't shock me if week 17, he's suddenly back in the MVP conversation. If he can put up games like he's expected to on paper. And I think that starts this week. All right. Well, I guess got to pick on the jets. I'm going to go with Taysom Hill this week. If you've got a deep, deep, deep quarterback play, uh, and you've got everyone else and no other options, and you you know if he's available or you have him stashed on your bench. I do like him this week. Obviously, he's coming off an okay performance. I mean, he had over 100 yards rushing against Dallas, 264 in the air, two TD passes. So fantasy wise, did pretty good. I mean, they weren't moving. I there, I that game was somewhat hard to watch at points last Thursday night against Dallas. But uh, this Jets defense is just horrid against quarterbacks, and uh, they've been giving up an average of 18 points to a quarterback. So if you think you know that's a nice automatic to start, you think for sure you're going to get 18 points, and with Taysom Hill with the running and everything, you think you could get more than that. 
I like that play coming up this week. Yeah, you know, that's a real tough one to balance out between the great matchup and, and the, quote, mallet finger he's going to have to yes. play through. I mean, it's actually not too far off from what's affecting Russell Wilson. And you see Russell Wilson overshooting anybody, everybody. You know, Taysom Hill's never been thought of as the passer, you know, even close to that level. So, yeah, I do worry a little, a little bit. And then he's got a receiver on a three-game suspension here. But uh, definitely, you know, despite all of that, you know, Rotowire still puts him at QB nine this week. You know, the bye weeks definitely help. Some other good quarterbacks facing tougher matchups here. So uh, I think the rushing alone could definitely be uh, worth starting him. Definitely in super flex. And, you know, maybe just maybe if you've got one of your guys on bye here, it's not a real big quarterback bye weeks, but if you had been streaming or maybe relying on Tua's success over the last couple of weeks, I could see picking him up and tossing him in there. All right. Dud quarterback. Who are you looking at? Man, this season I have loved picking on the Vikings. Yeah. I got to go back there with Kirk Cousins here. I mean, Adam Thielen, one of his favorite targets in that whole offense, is going to miss the game. His left tackle, Darisaw, also banged up, might miss the game again here. Uh, the Steelers have been pretty good against opposing quarterbacks. They held Lamar Jackson in check. You mix that all up with the short week and the Steelers secondary getting healthy, um, you know, and, and primetime Cousins. So uh, I think all of uh, – you know, all of those factors add up. Uh, we have him down at QB 14 this week, so he's definitely not a lock in, in one quarterback leagues. All right, my first pick for this, I was going to go real crazy and say Tom Brady because the Bills defense secondary basically had a bye week last week. I mean, that's I was going to say they're going to be well-rested, but then I thought Tom Brady kills the Bills all the time, no matter where he is. So I'm yep. not going that route. I am and there's the, no Tredavious yeah, White, too. Remember that. Yeah, so, there's none of yeah. that. So he's going to kill him no matter what. Um, I'm going to go with Ryan Tannenhill because you may go into this and you're like, well, they're playing the Jaguars. He's got to go off, right? Well, with the injured pieces going on with that offense, and I, I think this is going to be a run script game for them where they just going to round and pound. Now, I knew I see something that Julio might be coming back of the IR and potentially maybe. Not sure if he's going to make this game or not, but – I, I just don't like the targets he has with him right now out there. And uh, if you have to go with Tannenhill, I, I don't like your chances this week. No, there's plenty of streamers that you can look at at quarterback. I mean, Rotowire agrees we've got him at QB 19. I mean, you could throw Heineke out there, Baker Mayfield, yeah. Cam Newton, uh, even Teddy Bridgewater against the Lions if you really want to play that matchup game here. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, and, and even game flow, you know, say, say they have some success with the run game and are able to get a lead, then that makes things even worse. So, yeah, Tannehill's pretty much a sit him this week. All right, stud-wide receiver this week. Who are you looking at? I mean, I'll give you a, I'll give you a high-profile guy and, and maybe an under-the-radar guy here. Uh, one, I got to go back to my boy Deontay Johnson here mm -hmm. in primetime. Minnesota uh, has been not good against uh, opposing wide receivers here. Uh, Big Ben's been cleared after, you know, getting the veterans day off this week. He's fine. Uh, Deontay Johnson, huge game last week. I think he follows it up with another big game on Monday or on Thursday night, and he continues to continue just be a target monster yeah. uh, the rest of the way out. I, uh, I you know, I, I've loved having him as a player in tons of leagues because even if he's not finding the end zone, he's getting you plenty of volume to carry you through. But I think uh, he's poised for a big one against the Vikings again. Mine is kind of an under the radar guy, and I'm gonna go into the Sunday night matchup, but I'm gonna go on the other side. I think Darnell Mooney might have a decent fantasy game because who else are they going to go to? They have to do something on that Bears offense. 
Mooney has been pretty consistent here the last couple of weeks here. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. What was I going to say here with Mooney? He's five receptions last week. He aims for his fourth in a row with five-plus catches. You know, and a receiving touchdown the last meeting with him. So, I mean, Mooney has been kind of under the radar. I don't think he's going to go way over the top, but I think some consistent, uh, you know, points could be scored for Mooney against the Packers defense, especially coming off of a bye. Sometimes, as we've seen with the Packers, they're a little sluggish off the bye week, and it takes until the second half for them to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, garbage time is a very, very powerful thing <laughs> in, uh, in fantasy football. And, uh, yeah, Mooney could absolutely, uh, you know, do something with that situation. Yeah. So, uh, I, I I guess I guess I believe you there here. The other guys I wanted to mention here is uh, I know Corey Davis is now, you know, out for the year. They're finally shutting him down for the Jets. And, you know, the matchups aren't necessarily that great against the Saints. Well, the Saints are giving up much more points to wide receivers than they are running backs. So yeah, something to take into consideration. Elijah Moore has been one of the top fantasy scorers, uh, you know, the entire year. He could definitely get involved. And uh, Jamison Crowder's pathway to targets is uh is pretty much secure he's the wide receiver too game flow is going to make the jets continue passing uh you know over and over again so i'm going to take a look at those and uh yeah i mean saints as far as yards per attempt to opposing uh with receivers which is really one of the better stats to look at uh you know they're down you know in the sixth worst it looks like so uh mm-hmm. i would uh i'd go ahead and i'm gonna have to start crowder in a couple leagues because of a bye week but i'm actually not that concerned about it all right dud wide receivers so a guy that was very reliable just due to sheer volume early on in the year was Brandon Cooks. But since, I mean, but since the bye week, basically, he's been shut down. I mean, we remember him kind of voicing a little bit of displeasure with, uh, you know, some of the <laughs> trades and whatnot, how yeah. that organization's being ran. Um, I don't know. It just seems like he's checked out. And maybe that explains some of the reasons why he's not getting a lot of targets. Since the bye week, he's had games with three, five, and six targets. The touchdown against, you know, who else but the Jets in week 12 really saved his fantasy day. But, uh, yeah, he's only yeah he's only in his last, you know, 10 and a half fantasy points in, uh, in standard scoring was that game against the Jets. You know, he's been checking out Seattle's past defense. You know, they got Jamal Adams out there hawking. They're, they're coming together a little bit. I mean, they shut down who we thought would have a big game in Brandon Ayuk last week. So Seattle's pass defense is respectable. And uh, Flex, or, and and what I'm trying to say is that Cook mm-hmm. is uh, definitely not a surefire wide receiver three like you thought of him over the first, you know, eight, nine weeks of the year. My dud this week, I don't know, I may be grasping at things. And this guy usually shows up down the stretch here, but I'm going to go to the Browns and Jarvis Landry. I mean, you think, well, he's going to be the PPR superstar that he usually is. He's going to get all the catches. I, I and I know the Ravens defense gave up a lot against the Steelers. Uh, Deontay Johnson lit him up, but I still with that Baker injury, I don't know. Even coming off the bye week, I'm a little uneasy if I have to rely on Jarvis Landry this week. So I I say dud him this week. Maybe he proves me wrong, and then you can maybe roll him out in a flex spot down the stretch here. But mm-hmm. I I've got to wait and see before I even think about putting him in. Yeah, our initial ranking sets actually has Landry below Darnell Mooney. So maybe yeah. you're beyond, you're onto something <laughs> here. We've got him 24, 25 uh, right next to each other. I'm actually okay with Landry again, but the, uh, the big issue is, uh, is Baker's health. But I almost look to the Browns wide receivers for studs this week because the Ravens secondary, they have already have three cornerbacks and five defensive backs overall on IR. And the recent, and the recent addition to that is Marlon Humphrey, 
who uh, has just been conformed, confirmed he tore his pectoral muscle, muscle and he's out for the season here. So the Ravens' secondary is uh, really, really decimated here. And, uh, you know, they're a defense that tends to get it together, but this is a situation here uh, where we won't uh, – it, they just can't recover from that. And the other thing, I just got an alert here that it didn't look like Jarvis Landry practiced today, so maybe I got to <laughs> turn that whole thing around. So he, he, he might be a little bit banged up coming out of the bye. Uh, practice reports are coming out as we record this, so I'm trying to do my best to stay on top of, uh, uh, you know, all of this stuff. But, uh, you know, the matchup, I think the Ravens are sneakily – you can ignore what they did have done most of the season, but I think they're sneakily a team that you want to start receivers against largely. But uh, but you're right, maybe not this week with the Browns just because they're, they're, their weapons are in the backfield. Don't forget Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Seems like he's going to be back either this week or soon. I don't know it off the top of my head, but, uh, yeah, Kareem Hunt uh, might – uh, he he should be back or no wait yeah he was back last week so he'll be taking um he'll be taking yeah. uh, some of the Landry targets too so definitely something to watch out for. All right, Packers Bears back in action here for the Packers off the bye week. Uh, do they win by 14, 21? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean Vegas says twelve and a half, yeah. right? So I think they can and should win by uh by two touchdowns. That you know that that's fair to cover. And the over-under on this game is only 43 and a half. I'm going to be in attendance, so I'll get to see. Uh, hopefully, we get some we get some nice Lambo weather here. Yes. Uh, it might be rough for getting back to Madison, but, you know, we'll see about that. Uh, but, no, there's a, a lot of Packer players who we want to watch the practice reports this week. Uh, maybe Zadarius Smith might come back this week. That would really, really help their pass rush here. Um, you know, Jair Alexander is kind of in the same boat. You know, his window to return is coming up here. Uh, I know Aaron Rodgers said on on uh, his weekly interview with McAfee last yesterday that he doesn't think Bakhtiari is going to be back yet. Um, <laughs> well, he said week you know, one he thought he was going to be back. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he said probably not this week. So maybe there's gamesmanship. I don't know what we want to yeah. say. But, hey, guess what? You know, the practice reports these teams have to let out don't lie so we'll get a better indication here as the week here moves on and then you know if we forget before the bye randall cobb came up limp i've seen mvs uh you know valdez scantling show up in a lot of waiver wire yeah. type uh situations you know again a sunday night we'll see what kind of factor weather plays if if any at all and, and it'll probably you know we presume it's going to be a blowout here but uh so the injuries are really the stories of this game but it's also the same uh, with the Bears because they don't know about Justin Fields and his rib injury. You know, Andy Dalton hurt his non-throwing hand here. So, you know, we could have a pretty ugly, uh, another yeah. pretty ugly offensive scheme here from the Bears. So, you know, we'll keep an eye on that here. And the last thing I'll say, um, I don't know if people forgot after the Packers buy, but they only have the fifth best Super Bowl odds according to the sports books right now. So, you know, they could solidify that position and change some minds, but I don't see any reason why this wouldn't be a double digit victory on Sunday night. And like you said too, with some of their all pros actually, you know, getting healthy and coming back, you think that would help their odds a little bit. So if you could get them at that, uh, that fifth ranked right now, get me in the sports book and uh, put some money down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they'll be opening up around Lambeau pretty soon here. <laughs> All right, so again, Rotowire, the place to go to help you out down the stretch here. Definitely everything, all the tools you need to help you out, like you said, the practice reports. And like everything you're reading off, you can see those charts for yourselves <laughs> and make the best decisions coming up this week, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm getting the notifications on my phone <laughs> as, as, we, as we go here. 
Um, you know, because there's an iOS app we have for that kind of thing. Uh, you know, tons of different ways to get notifications. But I'll, I'll say the same link as usual, rotowire.com slash free. Uh, you know, read the backfield reports, read the target breakdowns. It'll help you make the best waiver wire decisions here. Ten days, it'll get you this week in the first week of the playoffs. I can't think of any better timing to go ahead and use your 10-day trial than now. And, of course, we won't charge you afterwards. You can make the decision to sign up whether you want to or not. So, uh, uh, again, hopefully you check it out. And uh, hopefully you guys all go out, secure your bids, secure your first-round buys, secure those points, cash payouts this week, and uh, – and let's let's end the fantasy football season on a positive note. Sounds good, Jake. Again, thanks for your time. I think I heard another alert go off for you, so I got to let you go, all right? We'll talk to you again next week. All right, sounds good. Take it easy. Subscribe to the Fantasy Football Zone and give us a five-star rating while you're at it. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Football Zone podcast.